Hello and welcome to the Game Theory Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Vecini. We're presented by The Athletic. Today on the show, Dieter Kurtenbach is, you guessed it, he's Curtin back on the show. God damn it. I had to do it because you loved it so much on the last intro, Dieter. This is what I have to do for you. Papa Deese is happy to be back, so. Yeah, this is going to be a hell of a show. (laughs) So, last time we went through the Eastern Conference All-Stars we selected, along with Kyrie, Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant, Giannis, and Joel Embiid, James Harden, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Chris Middleton, Bam Adebayo, Zach Levine, and Julius Randle for mm-hmm. those slots. Okay, so we're going to jump in to the Western Conference All-Stars here. Our starters are Stephen Curry, Luka Doncic, yes. LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, Nikola Jokic. It's a beautiful lineup. It's a beautiful lineup. I will say, like, the first no-doubter on my list is a guy that, like, I think should have been a no-doubt starter in Damian Lillard. Like, I I think it's, like, kind of disgraceful that Damian Lillard is not starting this game over Luka Doncic. I'm with you. I'm with you. We don't need to belabor the point. Luka has not been as good as Damian Lillard. I don't think that there's anyone who can reasonably make the argument otherwise. And um, it shows perhaps a flaw in the voting system because Luka, I know, is a a big-time fan favorite. It's kind of ridiculous that Dame doesn't get that same kind of love. You know Steph is going to get all the 13-year-old votes. So, um, yeah, uh, the starting lineup, while beautiful, uh, not optimized. Yeah, and look, Luke Doncic has not been bad this year. He's averaging no. twenty nine nine and nine. Uh, in particularly, you know, been bad though the Mavericks, the Mavs say. have been bad. Really to watch, but I don't think that's Luca's fault. Um, particularly isn't. from like the end of February, so February twenty or uh, end of January. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. January twenty second onward, Luka Doncic is averaging thirty two nine assists, seven rebounds on forty nine from the field and thirty eight and a half from three. Um, he's been wow. like a total joke over the course of the last like I guess month. Realistically, mm-hmm. yeah, he, he's like back to the reason why he was the MVP favorite coming into the year uh, level. Totally. And And it still doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because they're (laughs) so bad on defense because Christoph Porzingis is like a walking statue right now. Um, First off, um, as someone who has long railed against Mr. Kristaps Porzingis and his style of basketball, this has been a banner year for me. Um, a lot of people have been seeing Kristaps now uh, instead of just hearing the tale of Kristaps and seeing a seven foot three guy play as if he is a, a combo guard uh, really does infuriate other people as much as it infuriates me. So I'm glad that uh, I don't ride alone on that because it was feeling rather lonely and like I was taking crazy pills. But we can all we can all commiserate um, together now. Well, here's the thing. He's been considerably worse this year than he ever has been before oh, because yeah. he can't oh, yeah. move I'm like the injuries, like particularly the last little knee injury here. Like he can't move. I don't yeah. know if it's a confidence thing or if it's a like just can't move thing. But yeah, I, like I'm not. He's been fine defensively before and been like Kristaps close to last year was unbelievable. Kristaps Porzingis also not a Western Conference All Star by any stretch this year. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. So no, sir. Let's. Would you? Let's, would you have Dwight Powell over him if we had to make a Mavericks? No, it's, it's, no it's but like I know. It's, <laughs> it's uh, it's Jalen been tough. Brunson. It's been tough for Kristaps. Um, I, I've I've not been a fan of the style of Kristaps' play and this the this stretch of injuries, whichever one deserves the bulk the credit, feel free to give it to him. Uh, has only exasperated the uh, the problems in my eyes. It is it is tough to watch, uh, but he seems like a nice enough guy. So I guess I guess he's got that going for him, and he's very rich. So congratulations to him. Okay, Damian Lillard is our like first, just unquestioned, no doubter pick. The other guys that I have, candidate. yeah, like the other guys that I have in the conversation that we're going to have as a whole, yeah, um, Lillard, Gobert. Jamal Murray, Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell, Anthony Davis, mm-hmm. CJ McCollum, Mike uh, Mike Conley, Brandon Ingram, DeMar DeRozan, Zion Williamson, Chris Paul, Paul George, De'Aaron Fox, Shea Gilgis Alexander. You missed one. Who who did Christian I Christian Wood. Christian Wood in Houston deserves yeah. to at least have his name mentioned on the podcast. And it has now been mentioned and we move forward. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll allow it. Um I'm not quite there. 
but I'll allow. That's fine. He's been that's fine. That's fine. He's been pretty good this year. Like I'm, he's I'm not gonna like. Complain. He's literally last on that list. He's last on that list, but he should be on the list. The actually the other guy that I did not discuss is Draymond Green. Um, I don't he's think absolutely. Then Draymond Green is absolutely last on the list. So congratulations to Christian Wood. He's already moving up. Yeah. I would, Why would Draymond Brady be in consideration for this? Because he's averaging like 11 assists lately. So, yeah, he's been a top 10 defender along with being a unbelievable passer this year. Yeah. Well, he's on, like, look, like, it's worth bringing up Draymond Green and being like, the reason the Warriors no. <laughs> are even remotely close to the playoffs right now, let alone um, in the playoffs right now. Yeah. Stephen Curry has gone just like totally bananas and is a genuine MVP yes. candidate. But yes. Draymond Green is the other reason why. Like in the games that Draymond Green has played, the Warriors are like considerably over five hundred, aren't they? Yes. No. Yeah. They they are. There, there's no doubt about it. And uh, uh, Draymond. I mean, there's a couple of things working against him. One, the backpack that he wears on the court has been very heavy this year, so his shot has been even more garbage than usual. So that has to be a demerit. Um, it's not. His so fault. he's like straight up Entirely. not a scoring threat right now. Like it's tough. oh no, he like no, he he's he's I think the worst three point shooter in the NBA yeah. of anyone who like actually shoots threes. Um, and he's taken a couple of games, uh, but he now doesn't even bother. He doesn't even bother shooting them anymore. He's just looking for passes, which is now leading to more turnovers and all this. He's a brilliant passer, but at the same time, it's like yeah, well you better be because you don't do anything else except for set screens. Um, which again, very good at it. Uh, the thing with Draymond is he had COVID to begin the year, and you know the, this is one of the issues with not having like day to day in person access. You can't just put a man to a question in the old way of just like, hey, here's a person who would know, and I'm standing right here, and I can tell if you're lying to me. Now it's all through Zoom and text messages and crap and, and phone calls. So it's I, I think the COVID affected him a lot longer than. The Warriors let on. Um, he had a horrendous game in Denver. He had a horrendous game in Utah. And those two both uh, high altitudes. And he looked absolutely gassed in the first half of both of those games. So uh, Draymond says that he's probably still not even at 100%. Uh, I believe him at that. Uh, he, he won't attribute it to anything, but I believe him. And we've seen now bursts as of late of him getting out in transition a little bit more, getting a little bit more uh, burst on the defensive side. I disagree with your assessment that he's been a top 10 defender, maybe as of late. The Warriors, though, have been a pretty darn good defensive team, uh, shockingly, just truly shockingly. Andrew Wiggins has stepped up. Kelly Oubre has stepped up. I didn't have Draymond Green listed. I, I watch him every night. The I Warriors are a top five listed. defense after starting the season as like very clearly the worst defense in the NBA um, yeah. in those first five games or whatever that he missed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and listen, I'm not saying that Draymond doesn't have anything to do with it. Clearly, he's Draymond Green. Like, he's a revolutionary defensive player. But I think Wiggins and Oubre deserve more credit. I can't believe There's, I said that out loud. I can't. I cannot even come close to getting there. Not even... Okay. No, no, Dieter. How am I, how are you not defending Draymond Green? You love Draymond Green as much as I do. This is Yeah, no, I know. I know. Right now. He's been he's been um extremely disappointing this season. I have been I've been on the Just whole as a scorer now. though. Like everything else has been great. <sighs> no, the defense is not where it used to be. It really isn't. It really isn't. Um and a lot of that has to do with the fact that it's just a totally different Operation, right? Like they actually had a true five on the floor for stretches, and Draymond wasn't doing it. And then now they're playing this super small ball stuff where Juan Toscano Anderson is their center, or Draymond is. Like there's been a lot of been a lot right, of flux like, with the Warriors for sure. But he just he just doesn't he just doesn't look like himself. Just but like Dre, himself. Dre's the one that unlocks all of that. Still though, like <laughs> you can't play that super I, small yeah. ball without Dre while having like the defense stay up this is a this is a different conversation for a different podcast nonetheless yeah Um, i'd actually like to break this one down and maybe we give it a few more weeks before we really dive into it i I, just to say that i think christian wood has been better than draymond green this year which is absolutely apropos to nothing we're about to talk about because neither of them should have been on the list now that i really think about it yeah i wanted to mention christian wood and then we got down a rabbit hole that's the classic curtain conundrum Yeah, we we went too deep on this. Um, That's on me. That's on me. That's on me. Pull it right back. I will at least, like, I guess we could mention Ja Morant, but, like, Ja's been Mm -hmm. fine. 
Like, I don't think he's been up to the level of the other young guards in the West, to be honest, this year, let alone like Chris Paul, Mike Conley, etc. that we're going to talk about, CJ McCollum as well. Um, right. Okay, so the no-doubters, let's start with Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard has been one of the six or seven best players in the NBA this year, something Without along those lines. Um, I think someone asked me to give like an MVP ranking. I had uh, Jokic, Embiid and LeBron in their own tier by themselves. And then in that next tier, I said, um, I'm pulling it up. Uh, Yeah. Curry, Lillard, Kawhi, KD were my next group. Mm, That's fair. That's so the fact that he's been somewhere in that range says a lot about what Dame's done this year. This Blazers team is 18 and 11 uh, while dealing with significant injuries. Uh, CJ McCollum has been out for over half of the year. Um, They're playing significant minutes to a Carmelo Anthony Ennis Cantor combination that like can't defend anything on the second unit. They're getting pretty decent minutes (laughs) from Anthony. Yeah, right. (laughs) They're getting decent minutes from Anthony Simons. Robert Covington has not been very good this year. Um, no, as an not. addition, he's still adjusting. The big guy that's been awesome is Gary Trent. I think people are going to yeah. be very surprised with where I have Gary Trent uh, on my next uh, on the <laughs> update of the top fifty prospects in the below. NBA list. I thought you were going to put him just below Christian Wood. There, I go. Well, that might be a bit of a stretch. He has been very good. I mean, mm-hmm. but that doesn't that tell you everything about how good Lillard's been? Yeah, that his second best player. For maybe you could argue Cantor, maybe you could argue you know Melo. No, Gary night, like, Gary Trent is better than both Ennis Cantor and Carmelo Anthony. Um, <laughs> so you're saying Gary Trent? And listen, I've been I've been high on Gary Trent since he came out of Duke. Like I, I get it, I get it, I get it. But like the, the, the Gary Trent can't be your number two, and reasonably think that you have. I don't understand how Gary Trent could be your number two, and the Blazers have the record that they have. Yeah, like, they just def, like I, they just don't. I, I just don't understand it. Like I. Every year, every year, I wait for the Blazers to fall off. And every year, they fall off in every way but record. Because Dame just keeps this thing afloat. I mean, McCollum was awesome when he was playing. And I thought for sure it was curtains for them when he went out. And they've gotten significantly better in win-loss. So I don't I don't know. I mean, I, honestly, yeah. like, Dame and Steph, I think, need to be in that top tier. But that's a whole other conversation for a whole other day. He should be a starter. If he's not a starter, then everyone should have him 100% balloting for him being a reserve. So, yeah, no, he's in. He's in. He's awesome. He's Dame. Yeah. Everything that Damian Lillard is about, I love it. Um, Very clearly should be a Western Conference starter. Let's move on. Okay. The next two guys I have as no doubters. Mm -hmm. Well, let's let's go to Anthony Davis first, because Anthony Davis also is like a no doubter this year. Honestly, but he is also out. But he's not going to play in the All-Star game. Anthony Davis, for me, right now, would be my pick for Defensive Player of the Year still. I know that there have been other conversations about Rudy Gobert, about Ben Simmons, etc. Anthony Davis holds the entire defense together for the number one defense in the NBA. Uh, yep. Opposing players in the league, like absolutely universally respect him as a defender, mm-hmm. uh, even in a way that um, other players don't garner the same respect as Anthony Davis does. And frankly, like I don't tend to make these arguments, right? But Anthony right. Davis is still not won a Defensive Player of the Year award, and that's fucking insane to me. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you in not you know doing lifetime achievement award stuff, which is why I'm not as high on LeBron for MVP this year. Though that seems to be taking care of itself. Because um, Anthony Davis, I would argue, has been the best player on the Lakers this year. I mean, you, you think about what the Lakers' trump card is over other teams. They score, but they're not like exceptional at scoring the basketball. What they do is they lock down and put the clamps on you in regular season basketball like no other team, including Utah, I think, can. And you're seeing what is happening now with this Lakers defense when Anthony Davis isn't there to clean up all the spills. It's very reminiscent of Draymond in a way. It's an evolution for Anthony Davis as well, who has always been a brilliant defender, but I think has now taken it another step in these past two years with the Lakers. I mean, you think about what he's able to do <laughs> as a defensive player when Marc Gasol is, is just getting cooked out there on a nightly basis and Anthony Davis makes it all okay, makes Marc Gasol feel totally comfortable and Marc Gasol can still do some things, right? And it's totally fine for the Lakers. They can still have the best defense in the NBA when Marc Gasol's getting cooked or when Montrez Harrell, who has 
never <laughs> given anything to anyone on defense is out I will, there. Anthony I will Davis give just makes Trez it all go like, away. I'll give Trez a little bit of, um, you know, not love, yeah, yeah, but just like say like, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, look, like, I think he's been better. I think he's been better defensively than what he's been in the past this year. Um, I, I just want to note that <laughs> same with Kyle Kuzma. By like, Kuzma has been way better defensively than what he's been. In the past. Um, All I know is that Anthony Davis, Anthony he Davis, is the I'm scheme. Like, he is the scheme. And that scheme is a title. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. I mean, the Lakers were a monolith. When Davis was on the floor, because that defense is so next level. And I love Utah's defense. I think the Clippers have a level of defense that it's very difficult to get to. We could talk about a bunch of teams in Milwaukee. Like we talk about a bunch of teams and oh man, what what a defense. And the Lakers were just operating on a different level than everybody else. And you mentioned the guys that are around Anthony Davis and you're like, really those guys? It's Anthony Davis. It's Anthony Davis. He's the defensive player of the year. I think he deserved, you know, before this injury, which I think is going to keep him out much longer than the initial prognosis or the secondary prognosis. I think there's a big issue there for the Lakers that they might have to address come April, (laughs) May. Uh, So long as he's healthy, though, going into the playoffs, they're the favorites because he is that good. And what he's doing on the defensive end, as well as also being just this incredible offensive player, uh, which is overshadowed by him being far and away, I think, the best defensive player in the NBA. So he's an all-star for sure, but it's um, he, there's, it, it, there, he's not playing it because this injury is, is bad news bears for sure. Okay. The n- next two guys that are no doubters for me are the same team. Mm-hmm. It's Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. Um, okay. Rudy has been the key of a jazz defense that has rebounded like they were bad on defense late last year i think people have kind of forgotten that a little bit they're back to their normal level on defense they've been fucking incredible on that end um and rudy's been good on offense and he's also been just a terror on defense he's absolutely deserving of an all-star berth the weird thing he was probably an all-star last year right and i think he's probably about five percent better this year so he's yeah um the weird thing that's happening, I, I want to talk about this like Donovan Mitchell versus Mike Conley argument. I don't understand why people are making the case that Mike Conley has been better than Donovan Mitchell this year. Oh, I didn't know there's a mutual exclusivity argument that was being made there. I, yeah, I like there's. I don't adhere to that. I don't but like there's that. people that have Donovan been like. Mitchell's an all-star. But like, I think that some people are making the case like Mike Conley's been better than Donovan this year. So, of course, Mike Conley's been an all-star because Donovan's an all-star. And. What? That's gross. That's just a weird way of doing things. Mike Conley well, can get in on his own merits. Like, look. <laughs> he's in Mike, He's in on my own merits. <laughs> Mike Conley's been good this year. He's been very, very good and, like, is certainly in the conversation for an all-star berth. I think yeah. this is one of those cases where people are looking too much at, like, the efficiency numbers hmm. and not enough hmm. at the context of the situation and just seeing, like, Oh, Mike Conley has a 59 true shooting percentage versus Donovan Mitchell having a 56 true shooting percentage. Oh, Mike Conley, you know, uh, you know, doesn't turn the ball over a ton and has a better assist rate and, you know, is just generally a a better shooter. I don't mean to denigrate Mike Conley in any way. He's been incredible this year. He's a Donovan Mitchell is like defensive player. He's good on that defensive player. He's really good on that. Like, I'm not going to advance stats are really kind to him. Really kind. Yeah, sure. Like, Like. very good defensive player. I'm, I'm with that. Um, okay, okay, okay. I, I, I was looking for more than he's been good. I wanted very good. That's what I was looking for. Sure. Donovan Mitchell's a better player, though. There's, there's no question about it. Who, who's there's a reason that every single time that the Jazz play, the best defender goes to Donovan Mitchell and not Mike Conley. <laughs> like, yeah, he's just so much better than Mike Conley on offense. Like, it's not even close. Um, we kind of had. We kind of. He's had so much more going. damaging. He's so much. Totally. He can get to his spots whenever he wants. Like you, you have to put your best defender on Donovan Mitchell period point blank, because if you don't, he's going to go for 40. Like it's one of those, it's one of those like box score, like stat sheet things where, Oh, Mike Conley has a 4.2 box plus minus Donovan Mitchell has a 2.0 box plus minus. Yeah. Because Donovan Mitchell is the one out there creating offense at the end of shot clocks Mm -hmm. every single fucking time. Whereas Mike Conley is like initiating the clean offensive sets. Whenever things go cleanly, when things don't go cleanly, which shit out of here. (laughs) Yeah. Which whenever things don't go clearly cleanly on offense for the jazz and they've gone cleanly a lot of the time for the jazz on offense. Uh Who do you think they're giving the ball to? They're giving it to Donovan because they have to at the end of these shot clocks. So, like, he's the only one who can get his own buckets. I, I get it. Like, I understand. I hate, I hate that. 
I hate that. I'm glad that I didn't know about that until right now. That that's just it's just that's a ridiculous concept. Donovan Mitchell is a surefire all star. I can give you a hundred reasons to fade Donovan Mitchell in the playoffs. I could argue about his inefficiency. All I, I can't. Stuff. These are <laughs> you're going to fade Donovan Mitchell only, in the playoffs? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm telling you, these are. I'm telling you right now. I'm, I'm fading. The, I, I I I've been strong on two things all season. All season, not that you would know, but I've been strong on two things all season. One, Utah Jazz are going to have the number one seed in the Western Conference. Hold a ticket on it and everything. And number two, they're going to continue to fall out in the playoffs. Like, they might make it – they'll make it to the semifinals and and fall out. Because eventually the Mitchell situation, which is that he's just not hyper-efficient on the level of like a Harden uh, or on a level of like a Zach Levine this year. Like, because that inefficiency will come back and burn you. But he is – these are champagne problems for a truly great player and a superstar caliber player. That's what Donovan Mitchell is. So anyone who's saying that he's not or that Mike Conley has been better than him and all this stuff, one, I don't see the mutual exclusivity. I have three jazz on my list. Uh, and, and again, uh, I'm happy to fade them come playoff time, but they're playing exceptional basketball. They went 19 and one for a stretch. They deserve yeah. some goddamn credit. Uh, but like, Mitchell deserves credit. Gobert deserves credit. Conley deserves credit. I don't think you need to take anything away from any of them to give it to somebody else. There's enough to go around. And uh, Mitchell, I would argue, more than Gobert deserves to be in it. And I think Gobert has been just a stone-cold killer. So <laughs> I, I, uh, you don't have to overthink everything, folks. Leave that to morons like us. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about Mike Conley compared to some of these other lead guards right. in the West. Right. Um, that's that's a more appropriate comparison. Yeah. Because he's not on the level of Donovan Mitchell. It just isn't. Right. Sorry. We're talking about players securing the bag when they get drafted in June. I need to tell you about securing your internet connection with NordVPN. What is a VPN? It's a virtual private network. A VPN reroutes your traffic through a remote server, encrypting it in the process. This is going to hide your location from your ISP, hackers, and from other people looking to get your data. Everybody knows that I watch as many movies as I can. I think I've probably watched like 40 or 50 this year already. Some movies are blocked in Australia. It's really hard for me to watch them. Uh, For instance, uh, anybody who's tried to get their hands on Godzilla minus one recently knows that it's basically only available in Japan and you need a VPN. If you want to go to like Amazon prime or something to be able to watch it. So when I'm blocked from watching a movie in Australia, I just queue up my VPN. I change my location and it unlocks a category of movies from all of my favorite streaming services. As somebody who's always on the go, connecting to public Wi-Fi is a necessity, but it's also just a goldmine for hackers. That's where Nord comes in, creating a secure tunnel for my data to travel through away from prying guys. There are other benefits to Nord as well. Your browsing history is yours and yours alone. Your virtual location is masked from those who seek to track your every move. It's like having a force field around your online identity. Nord VPN also goes the extra mile with threat protection. Malware, trackers, dodgy ads, they're all going to get blocked. It's like having a shot blocking big around your devices 24-7. Game Theory is offering an exclusive deal for NordVPN. You're going to get four extra months and up to 75% off subscriptions. Just head to nordvpn.com slash game theory, G-A-M-E-T-H-E-O-R-Y to claim your account. Plus, with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, you've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. Go to nordvpn.com slash game theory to claim your account. Nordvpn.com slash game theory. Guys, I can't emphasize enough uh, how much I use Nord every day of my life. Uh, Nord is a fantastic sponsor for us. So go support Nord. And it's a great product. So nordvpn.com slash game theory. So the other guys that were in conversation for me that ultimately did not get picked. Jamal Murray, yep. who has been good for the last like two weeks, but throughout the course Talking of the season. Before then. 
not been great. Um, yeah. He's still averaging like 21 points, four rebounds and four assists in his like shot the hell out of the ball like normal. But yeah. in general, he's not been as good. I think it's worth noting him. I don't think that he's really in the mix for like a finalist spot here. Okay. Devin Booker is interesting to me. Um, okay. Kind of a tough conversation, I think, because 24 points, four rebounds, four assists. Hasn't been nearly as responsible for initiating the Suns offense as he's been in the past. I right. think Which that I, is obviously a good thing for the Suns. I mean, not, not, not to take anything away from Booker, but like he's not a point guard. It is, yeah, and I think that there is like a real case for putting him within the finalists, and it's probably worth discussing him in the context of Mike Conley, De'Aaron Fox, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Chris Paul. Um, yes, we'll do fair. that momentarily. CJ McCollum just deserves mention. He was averaging 26 before, a game before he got hurt. Um, yeah. He, he was, was exceptional. I just can't take a guy that has missed over half of a team's games at the end of the day. Very like, fair. it's just... Very fair. It's tough, I think, to do that. Yeah. Um, Brandon Ingram is the last guy I want to mention. Brandon has yeah. been really good this year. I just, yeah. it's, he's not Zion. He's not as good as Zion. <laughs> and his defense is, frankly, not as good as Zion's. And Zion is still no. really bad on defense. So, yes. like, yeah. I think that Ingram's- there's a real case that Brandon has been just as good as he was last year when he made the All-Star game. But the rest of the West has pushed up in a way that kind of knocks him out. I think I think that's the nice way to put it. I, 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 I've been underwhelmed by him at stretches this year. Uh, obviously, the ceiling is still high. I'd like to see it a little bit higher. would like to see a little more progression. But um, there's also, you know, you have to take into account new coach, new, you know, a lot of lot of uh, moving parts down there in New Orleans. So hopefully they start figuring it out and he can get back to the uh, consistent excellence that he was displaying last year because he's certainly no longer you know a, a nice new story this is this is what you expect out of him now considering the year he had last year where he was just awesome absolutely awesome just doesn't feel like he's at that exact same level this year maybe you think he is that's fine uh, he certainly hasn't been better than it and uh, we're always looking for progression on things like this okay so that gives us one two three four five Six, seven finalists for four spot. Mm-hmm. DeMar DeRozan, Zion Williamson, Chris Paul, Paul George, De'Aaron Fox, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, and Devin Booker. Okay. I think that my top choice here is Paul George. Agreed. I think that you basically have to take Paul George. 24 points a game on 50% from the field, 47 from three, 90 from the line. The only case against Paul George is he's only played 21 games because they've kind of you know dealt with him and Kawhi in terms of load management. Um, I think you have to take him though. He's just been very clearly uh, unbelievable. I I do think that like that little, like he's missed one third of the season so far does knock him into like the finalists versus the no doubters conversation though. Agreed. Agreed. Because he was, when he plays, he's been at a level where he's an MVP candidate, or at least you can make an argument. He's in, you know, kind of the running for that. But then he hasn't played all that much, and Kawhi has been awesome, and there's a lot going on there. But um, yeah. what he's doing is exceptional, and he, he's absolutely an all-star. He hasn't missed enough games to really knock him out of that, especially when you consider, you know, in the East, you know, how many games have been missed, like by like Kyrie, and uh, he's a starter. Obviously, different reasons, different voting criteria, like. Yeah. Paul George is absolutely an all-star this year. No question. Yeah, Paul George in the games he's played this year has been like a top 12 to 15 player in the league. So mm-hmm. absolutely is a pick here. So now we're down to three, four, six spots. Or six for three spots, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think the West was that bad. Yeah, no. Um, okay. Yeah, six for three. And it gets tricky. It gets, it gets real tight real fast. It does. So let's maybe have a conversation about the lead guards. Okay. So Chris Paul... De'Aaron Fox, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Um, and we can mm-hmm. kind of sort of throw Devin Booker in here just like as another guard. So when you watch the did Phoenix we, Suns... Did we like have Mike Conley in this conversation? Oh, and Mike Conley as well. Okay. Yeah, Mike Got Conley. It. Just want to make sure. Because um, he's on my list. He's, he's in. He's in for me. So clearly, I didn't want to so leave him out. when you watch the Suns, like Chris Paul is just like dominating play in a very real way. He's a point guard. Um, unbelievable player. Unbelievable player yeah. for a 19 and 10 team. Um I have to put Chris Paul in the All-Star game. I have to do With it. With you. You can't watch the Suns, who have been very good. I'm much I'm I'm extremely bullish on the Suns. Uh you can't watch him and not think that Chris Paul is the best player on that team. 
even if the numbers aren't all the way there, uh, he just instills so many positive things to that squad. It was a great deal the moment that it was made, and it has only proven to be that 10 times over uh, ever since, since the actual games have started. Uh, he's the dude. He's the dude for that team. That team deserves an all-star. It, that's the easy argument. We can get into a more complicated one if you want. <laughs> well, I, I think that the easy argument is, like, watch Chris Paul play basketball. Right. Like (laughs) Chris Paul is the best defender of this group by far. He is the best passer of this group, best playmaker by far. Uh, Not all of his contributions even show up in the box sheet, box, uh, box score and the stat sheet. Right. Um, right. Really, just in stock you want to put into stuff like that. Like we we can have those conversations all, all day, every day. He clearly has enough in the box in the, in the box score on the stat sheet to be warranted an all-star but oh yeah he also does all that other stuff too where he's a coach on the floor he's you know a guiding light for a very young team he's helping along a prodigiously talented center uh who who was getting kind of lost here and there in deandre ayton uh he's put devin booker in a much more positive situation to win ball games for the suns um he just when that when that team goes on the court and maybe this was started last year in the bubble when they went undefeated uh and it certainly helps that they have monty williams who i've been a big monty williams fan for a long time but like (laughs) that team goes on the court every night and expects to win it had been almost a decade since that was the case and that that's got to be that's got to be worth something very valuable um Valuable enough to definitely get Chris Paul in the All-Star game, if not for also the great box score numbers and stat sheet stuff that he does. He, he is he's so goddamn good. I mean, Oklahoma City tried to tank last year and he wouldn't let them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they acquired him to lose games and he's like, fuck your plan to lose games. And they just went. they were awesome all year long. He's um a lot of people want to give Chris Paul a lot of credit, and they absolutely should. Uh, uh, I don't think that it was ever a point of hyperbole when it came to the narrative around Chris Paul. But I think 10 years after Chris Paul's retired, we're all going to have a collective reckoning of just how fucking good this guy was. Uh, I hope so. Uh, I don't know if even the most ardent Chris Paul defenders are giving it due justice. This guy's special. This guy's really special. We've known it for a long time, but he's just proven it again. He's... He's something different, man. I love watching him play. Okay, so that's two spots down. So we're down to DeRozan, Zion, De'Aaron Fox, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Devin Booker, Mike Conley for these last two spots. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to... Let's have the conversation about Shea first. Okay. 22 points, five rebounds, six assists, 50% from the field, 38 from three, 77 from the line. I still don't think Shea is a very good defender. Um, Agreed struggles on that end quite a bit i will also say i think he's better than mike conley on offense like okay i think it's like not yeah no i I get that he's certainly certainly more aesthetically pleasing (laughs) to say the least uh he's squiggly and twitchy and um three level score yeah no i'm with you i'm with you on that i'm with you on that uh, you put Mike Conley on, on Oklahoma City. Uh, is Oklahoma City performing any better than they do with Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who's just a pup? No, I, I think I they're know. worse if you do that. I th- I think I think they're worse, too. I think, And I, I think, think if you uh, put Shea on Utah, yeah. I think Utah is just as good, if not better. Yeah. Yeah. But what about narratives? Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, no, Shea Gilgis-Alexander is awesome. He's also been clutch, which is huge, yeah. too. Um, that, that matters to me a lot. Uh, so I would have Shay in the big moments. I would have Shay ahead of De'Aaron Fox as much as I love De'Aaron Fox. Um, I think that's totally fair. De'Aaron has been honestly like one of my three or four favorite players to watch this year. I think he's definitely in this conversation, which is a huge credit to what he's done so far this year. Um, yep. 23 points, seven assists per game. The shooting has rebounded from a tough start this year. Um, mm-hmm. He's up to 33%. I just can't quite get there with him um he's also like not a terrible defender Uh, he's really improved his ability to get to pull up jump shots i think he's just a small level below shea in terms of the way that he impacts the game offensively both for himself and his teammates like i think it's easier to play with shea and foster a positive 
offense and the Kings have been great on offense this year. Like they're a top 15 offense, top 12, something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that it's harder for Shea, even though like Oklahoma city has a terrible offense this year. Um, they they have a terrible offense not because of Shea. They have a terrible offense <laughs> okay. because look at who he's playing with: Darius Baisley, Lou Dort, Al Horford, being whatever yeah. Al Horford is now, um, Hamadou Diallo, and then their bench is like the tank unit. Um, if they're no, if they're going to tank the rest of this way, <laughs> it, it's going to be know exactly what they're doing. Um, Teo Maladone. You know Isaiah Roby, Mike Muscala, Kenrich Williams. Like the so fact that blue. the fact that Shea Gilgis Alexander is averaging twenty two points when he is number one and number two on the scouting report, um, yeah, says a lot to me. Uh, I, I no, I'm with you. I get that the Kings are better than the Thunder. Um, it's not by yeah. many games, by the way, but they are better yeah, than. Like- the thunder sacramento isn't like making anybody sit up and take notice they're they're painful to watch sometimes very enjoyable to watch but yeah god i I actually love they choke away i've probably watched more kings games i've probably watched more kings and hornets games than any other teams in the league this year just because they're so fun like if i'm just flipping through on yeah they're a blast um, league pass or synergy i'm just like oh yeah i'll just watch yeah. these teams because they're super great and i know that i'm gonna I'm have fun you. watching them um i think that the degree of difficulty for shea is way higher than it is for anyone else on within mm-hmm. these conversations i have to give him the bump over mike conley over De'Aaron fox um okay i frankly think he's having a better year than devin booker um okay Okay. 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 I would, I, again, I still have Conley in there because of the defensive numbers and just what it's clear that the jazz are really good, but they're at a different level when Conley plays. And uh, maybe I'm putting too much stock in the advanced numbers, but when it comes down to Fox versus Alexander, I'm with you. Alexander over Fox. Um, I think it's great that Fox is in this conversation. I would like to be having the same conversation next year, right? Like that, that's where I would like it to be. Um, yeah, like I don't, I don't think, think we it's can any put indictment on him overall. Yeah, he's not a bona fide Western Conference All Star. I, I way, would even very favorable to De'Aaron Fox as well. Yeah, like I would not even order these guys. Um, I would say Shea, Devin Booker, Mike Conley, then De'Aaron Fox. Um, okay, yeah, but I, I yeah, like. No, I mean, listen, we we need to talk really about like players. the whole thing with Mike. Like, it feels like we want to get Mike Conley in an All Star game. Because 100%. he wants to, no, like, it's... That's exactly what's happening. It's exactly what's happening. And, like, I'm, there's I'm, there's I'm narrative there, and he's been great, but, like, I don't know. Like, there's been... I think there have just this been too be, many other great players this year that deserve getting in over Mike Conley. Sam, I'll say this. It should be so much easier to do this, right? Like, you have the best team in the NBA by record. Uh, you have two guys who are very clearly all-stars on the team. Okay, so you're getting to a third. That's fine. I think that there an argument, a very fair argument, can be made that you can have three all stars, even four, if you're an exceptional basketball squad. But <laughs> it should be so much easier to get Mike Conley on this goddamn team than it actually is. So no, you is, know how it'd be easier if we just what? make them 15 roster spots, like the NBA is 15 roster spots. Like nobody's going to bat yeah. an eye if we decide, yeah. hey, let's put three extra all star spots um, into the mix here. <laughs> Hey, man, uh, that's three more private planes that they have to charter per team or something. The whole reason, the whole concept of the All-Star game is is ridiculous. So I I can't blame them for having small numbers, especially this year. Uh, Any other year? Yeah, Yeah, we probably should have 15. We should have 30 total All-Stars. But uh, it's, listen, you, you look at some of the, like, Defensive Raptor on five thirty eight. Conley is fourth in the NBA, right? Like, but that's than silly. Like, that's that's dumb I, though, you, you, because we know we know we know from watching the game that Mike Conley is not that impactful on defense. Like, we know that Mike Conley like, is not a top ten defender in the NBA. I agree with that, but there's something has to be said for the fact that his total Raptor, and again, I'm not really sure about the acronym. We, is, we know that he is not a top two defender on the Utah Jazz. <clears throat> like Royce O'Neal is more important yeah, to their Royce defense O'Neal. than Mike Conley is. Yeah, I know. I know. Just let us. Just let him have it. How about that? There's my argument. Just let Mike Conley. Have it. <laughs> 
and I feel bad. Like I don't want to spend this much time arguing against Mike Conley because I love Mike Conley. Like it's I fucking went to Ohio State. To- like from 2008 to 2012, like I want Mike Conley to be there, but like his total war is 4.4. Sam, don't you care about basketball war? Come on! <laughs> oh my god, um, I feel like my brain his overall is Raptor is 9.5. <laughs> These all-in-one even, numbers are gonna don't like don't and like get I'm me all, wrong. I'm Sam, all don't, for advanced don't start numbers. Me with this box score raptor, he's third in the NBA at eight point eight in box score raptor. You remember when Jordan had that box score raptor of? Um, no, it's uh, it, listen. Uh, you can find an argument to get Mike Conley in. I think a lot of people are going to be trying to uh, reverse engineer what the fuck is raptor here in the next couple of days. That's that's my argument. Uh, it, it, is he markedly better? Here's the thing. And the other thing, too, is with the competition, it has to also be stated. Has anyone been just like head and shoulders, like no doubt better out of that class, out of that class of, of, of just backcourt guys? Like, are you are you pounding I mean, like, the table saying Shea Gilgis Alexander, get the fuck out? You're pounding the table saying De'Aaron Fox, get the fuck out. Like Devin Booker, I guess, is the one you can make the argument for. But again, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if Phoenix deserves two all-stars. You have to take that into account. I mean, how do you, I don't know. I don't know. I just think, I just think that, you know, the narrative is too strong with this one to fight it. Yeah. I mean, I get, I like, like I it. totally I get like it. it like, I understand it. I get the argument. I, like, and I get that we want to put Mike Conley in an all-star game. Um, just give him one. This is the, this is his best chance ever. This is it. There's no is circumstance it. where you're taking Mike Conley over Devin Booker to like play a basketball game. <laughs> shit i've like here's the other thing i've i haven't i've watched a lot of jazz obviously as them being exceptional team this year and like not once have i watched a bit like that mike conley is really playing at an all-star level this year yeah he's he's always playing at kind of an all-star level this year like mike conley has been exceptional for his entire career he's always been really good i don't know Uh, the ceiling's never that high you never feel like mike conley's about to take this game over uh, maybe it's all too deft for my stupid basketball brain, or maybe he's just not an all-star and everyone's been voted correct up until this point. I, I don't know. Uh, I'm just going to do it just because I like being right. And I think that he's going to get in. I think he's going to get in. Like, I think the coaches are going to like put him in, which. Oh yeah. Ooh, if, there's, if, there's anyone who, if there's anyone ecstatic. who. Ecstatic. I will be ecstatic for Mike Conley when he makes the all-star game or if he makes the all-star game. Um, I can't quite get there okay. this year. Um, I can't get him there over Shea and Devin Booker. Um, I mean, the other thing too is you, you're you're just you're locked in. You just think DeRozan is a is a no doubt All Star. No, I don't. Like, I, I think that it's worth having that conversation too. Um, okay. So the last two guys on this list we haven't talked about are Zion and DeRozan. So let's talk Zion first because okay. spoiler if alert: I do have right Zion now. on my All Star team. Oh, he has to be. He has to um, be. twenty five points per game. Six point seven rebounds, three assists, sixty-two percent from the field. Like, yeah, he's a fucking freight train, unbelievable basketball player. And by the way, he's been better. Like over the course of the last month, it's going to look really fucking oh. dumb if we don't have Zion Williamson in this All Star game. His his last ten games, he's shooting seventy percent from the floor and scoring twenty-seven points per game as basically the Pelicans' point guard. It's the best. The point Zion the stuff best. is the best. It's the best. Stan Van Gundy, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you here, Stan. I was watching the Pelicans a lot early on. Uh, my wife loves Thurston Zion. Can't get enough of the kid. And we were watching Pelicans games, and I'm watching Stan Van Gundy coach this team, and I'm thinking, this isn't working. This isn't working at all, and I like Stan, but this isn't working, and I kind of hate what I'm watching. And he has completely redeemed himself over the last, like, 14, 15 games with this point Zion nonsense. I don't want to see basketball in any other form ever again. It's so goddamn enjoyable. Aesthetics alone, he should be a starter. Just (laughs) Zion in and of itself, uh, just the concept of Zion, which, by the way, like, this was something I'm certain you talked about it with a million people, but, like, this was a conversation that trickled down to the peons where it's like Zion was such a unique basketball player that it was never out of the it was never out of the question that he could kind of take on the Draymond Green style role. And in fact, a lot of you know, a lot of folks, including myself, thought this guy's just Draymond Green on steroids, just like the most perfect version of Draymond. Yeah, Green. 
he he was a much better defender at Duke than he is so far in the NBA. Yeah. He's still bad on defense. Like, yeah, we, no, he is he is not Draymond Green in that regard. That's for sure. We we need to have a conversation about him being bad on defense because he's bad on defense. Um, he's bad on defense. I don't really care. He gets because <laughs> yeah, he's he's so awesome on offense and he's different. Like he's different on offense. Like there's nobody else in the league that's doing what Zion does, and certainly yeah. not with as much flair. And I don't know, man. He's averaging 25 points a game on 62% from the field. Like (laughs) The the aesthetics are perfect. He is the zag when everyone else is zigging. Shoot all the threes you want. Give me Zion as the point guard. (laughs) Just give me the chonky boy. Give me the chonky boy all day, every day. So, like, on Basketball Reference, it says that his nickname is Xanos. As in, like, a combination of Zion and Thanos. When did that happen? It doesn't. There's a lot of those on there that just never actually happened. Just never happened. I don't. Uh, is there any other nicknames? No, just Xanos. By the way, Luka Doncic, I think, has like more of these nicknames than anyone else. Luka Doncic has. Hold on, I'm pulling them up. Oh my goodness. The Matador. The Matador L, L Matador. <laughs> That's a big difference. Cool Hand Luka is pretty good. Yeah. The I'm Don. In. Yeah. The Don is okay. Wonder Boy. Not very good. Yeah. Neither of these are... No, those are bad. El Nino Maravilla. I take it that's something out of where he was living in Spain. Uh, Swaggy L. No. <laughs> Luca Legend. Eh. And then Too Easy. Never heard anyone say Too Easy, but that is a cool-ass nickname. It won't stick with him because he doesn't have that temperament. He goes for too many fouls. But Too Easy is a very cool nickname that should stick to somebody else at some point. I'm in on too easy, but that's way too many nicknames for first up. No one's ever re- the only the only reason anyone's ever referred to him as El Matador is because his defense hasn't been all that great. <laughs> like it's, that's a pejorative nickname. So <laughs> El one. Nino Maravilla, yeah, I am guessing is like the wonderful storm. Like I, uh, Maravilla, I think is a place. God, I mean, it's so uh, I'm Destin, looking it up on Destin, Florida condo it. rentals. <laughs> I'm looking it up on um, Google right Wonder. now. It's the it's the wonderful child, Maravilla, the wonderful child. Okay, that works. That's kind of lame. The wonderful That's prodigy or something. Yeah, um, just just do prodigy. I don't know. Just call him Luca also, and like, fucking call it a day. It's a good name. That's the other thing. That's the beautiful. Yeah, like as someone who's gone by Deer like, my whole life, like you know, sometimes you don't need the nickname. Sometimes you just like his name is Zion Williamson. How much you're not beating that? Like, <laughs> if you refer like, LeBron James, oh, he's the king. Like, okay, that's great because he's LeBron and he's done it for like ninety years and has been better than anybody else. But like, his name is also LeBron. There's no other LeBron. I get away writing using LeBron first name as second reference. I don't have oh, to yeah, use I his do, last name. Yeah, I do that with Zion and LeBron and guys and like Luca too. Yeah, and Steph. Well. And like there's there's no others. There's no others. That's the only one. Dame. There's no others. Yeah. I mean, the beauty of this era is that we don't have like 40 Earls and we have a bunch <laughs> of really cool different names. And so we don't have to come up with cool nicknames because Earl the Pearl. Well, that was a great one because then he was the Pearl because there was like 19 other Earls. So what's the best basketball nickname right now? Oh, God. Um, I was thinking about this the other day. We have really shitty nicknames. Yeah, I think we don't have- Money Sniper or the Slim Reaper are pretty good for Durant. Slim Reaper is pretty good. I like Slim Reaper a lot. Um, huh? That's a great question. Best NBA for thought on a different right show. Now? Yeah, because that's Magic Johnson, Doctor J. I mean, how Doctor J might be the best nickname of all time. Probably. You have the answer, the glove. I'm just going through some bad yard barker thing. Doctor J is great. The mailman. Like you say, the mailman. You think Carl, but there were like nine other Carls. You know. The big O, Wilt the Stilt. The answer was pretty cool. That might have been the last great one. Hakeem the Dream. Oh, the Greek Freak. The Greek That's Freak. That's probably no one it. Spell Giannis. But even it's so, you can refer to him as Giannis. Refer to him as Giannis. The process the pro- for Embiid? Yeah, no, that's lame. No one calls him that. He's, he's the only <laughs> one who keeps that shit around. Splash Mountain's pretty good for Brooke Lopez. That's pretty The good. Stifle Tower for Rudy? That's a good one. That's a good one. I don't mind that one. I don't mind that one. Oh, the beard for Harden? Okay, 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 okay. We're, we're coming back. It was, it, was a, it was a slow start, and we're coming back strong. I, I think we're in good shape. Joker for Jokic? Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of a name, just, though. Like that's like kind yeah, of that's, that's 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 just punny. That's just punny. So, um, okay, all right. Let's uh, so 
we're putting Zion in because he's averaging 25 yeah. a night. Uh, he's like unstoppable on offense. Totally. Okay. Awesome. So we're down to one spot and I want to talk about DeMar DeRozan for this last spot. I don't know if I'm even going to get there for what it's worth. Like I'm, I'm open to discussion on this. Um, okay. DeMar DeRozan is averaging 20 points, seven assists, five rebounds a night, 49 from the field. Doesn't really take threes. So that number doesn't really matter. Um, seven free throws on 89% from the foul line. 60% true shooting percentage. His true shooting percentage right now is tied with last season for a career high. Mm-hmm. All time uh, tops in assist rate for him this year. Uh, All time yep. low in turnover rate for him this year. Mm-hmm. I think he's having his best season as an NBA player. I know he's averaged like 27 a game in past years. Like I, I get it. I think this is the best version of DeMar DeRozan we've seen. I agree with that. I do agree with that. He is the reason why the Spurs are leading their division right now. Like, nobody's talked about the Spurs leading their division. Um, (laughs) No one's talked about divisions in, like, seven years, Sam. I'm pro-division, but even I'm like, come on, we're talking about division. But, like, Memphis, Dallas, New Orleans, Houston. Like, these are all teams that people were excited about coming into the year. San Antonio is leading that division right now because of DeMar. And, like, DeJounte Murray has been really good. And Kelton Johnson has been really good. And, Mm -hmm. like, LaMarcus still gets defensive attention when he's on the court, right? Uh, Yes, he does. This is a team with a negative point differential, by the way. Just throwing that out there. Sure, but, like, it's not, like, that far off, right? They're... 16 no, they're, they're, 11 they're negative half a point right they're three games better than what their expected win losses right now right right so um, maybe patty mills has been great this year won. Derek white's been fine That's when he's played uh devin vassell's been really good it's been a team effort but I demar like derozan's like the guy for them there's no question he's been the hub i i don't disagree with that it's the best version of demar rosen i'm just not a big demar rosen fan and you are I am a big DeMar fan. Um, I do enjoy watching him play. Uh, I love the way that he operates within the mid-range area. I love the way that the Spurs get him the ball in those little areas. Um, I think they're super creative. I think that a lot of the sets they run to utilize his passing now is actually like really creative and fun. Um, It is. I personally would have him ahead of like Mike Conley, Shea Gilgis, Alexander, Devin Booker. Um, Okay. Again, though, like I keep coming back to the idea, if I needed to win a game, would I rather have DeMar DeRozan or Devin Booker? I'd rather have Devin mm. Booker. But like, yeah, it's I feel like, well, Devin Booker will shoot and make a three for you. You might be down by two on the road or yeah, but you won't make the right to... pass as often as DeMar does. Like they're, they're no, no, there's there. no question about that. You're totally right. But ultimately, this 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 league is dominated by the three point shot as much as we might want to pretend like it is and it is and uh booker's booker's a great shooter man (laughs) he's an absolutely awesome shooter he is don't get me wrong and again like i think shay is deserving like of all of the credit in the world watch that thunder team and you're like oh my god that guy is unbelievable like every single time that he's on the court the fact that he is doing what he's doing right now when all of the attention goes to him it's absolutely incredible um the level to which the spurs are way better than the thunder in terms of talent is remarkable <laughs> like, yes yeah yeah no that's that is that is for certain my friend so you you have you have derozan in. i i'm like almost convincing myself of shea it's hard not to it's hard to go against shea for sure um again this is why i just copped out and took my conley <laughs> But all of these guys have been better than Mike is my problem. Yeah, yeah. But do they have the box score Raptor total of a Mike? (laughs) Do they have the emotional equity that everyone does trying to get Mike (laughs) Conley to an all-star game? Yeah, yeah. I mean, think about it. Isn't the true all-star quality that we're trying so hard to shoehorn him in? Like, isn't that the true stardom of a Mike Conley? If Mike Conley doesn't get in, they should do it like Dirk and Dwayne Wade. They should just make an extra roster spot for him, even though he isn't about to retire. They should just shoehorn him in. He should just show up. Just be like, I'm here and I'm ready. If you ever need me, I'm going to be the number one substitute for both the East and the West if someone decides that they don't want to come or tweaks an ankle or something the day before. I am going to go with Shea, I think is my take. I'm doing it. I I like that. I like that. I like that. You you made a very compelling case for Demar, who has been um, 
I don't think as good as last year in the box score, but I, I can't disagree with anything you're saying in terms of overall impact. And it should be noted that he's only attempting 13, 13 and a half shots per game, as opposed to, you know, obviously it is peak 20 and, you know, that's diminished over the last few years, but it's fewer shots per game with the assists going up. So he, he if you didn't, if you didn't already know this from watching the Spurs, he's the hub. Uh, it used to be that they'd get the ball to you know, Aldridge and he would kind of figure it out and DeRozan was a secondary option. No longer the case. No. It's get the ball to DeMar and DeMar makes the right decision. So there's a lot of stuff that doesn't show up. I'm just repeating your points here. A lot of stuff that doesn't show up in the box score that, that he deserves credit for. Uh, so you, you make a very compelling case there. But Shea is much in the opposite way of Mike Conley, right? When you're watching Mike Conley, you never go, this guy's an all-star. Every time you see Shea, Shea Gilders Alexander, you're like, Oklahoma City would be losing by 80 if it wasn't for this guy. Yeah, and like, <laughs> by just, the way, Shea is not like a highlight guy. Like, I mean, his game no, is no, not no. like, hey, no, no, let's no, watch no. Shea throw down this crazy dunk. Hey, let's watch him yeah. throw this behind the back he's, pass. It's like he's steady. no Zion. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's just he's just if the worm wasn't already taken, that'd be a good nickname for him. <laughs> OK, so our. Western Conference All-Stars, Stephen Curry, Luka Doncic, LeBron James, Kawhi, Leonard, Nikola Jokic. The Mm no-doubters that I had in, Damian Lillard, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, Anthony Davis. And our three picks to make the All-Star team, like no question, are Mm -hmm. Paul George, Chris Paul, Zion Williamson. Like those are our 12. And then because Anthony Davis is hurt, we get a 13th here. And the 13th. For me is Shea. For you, you're going Mike Conley. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not personally going with Mike Conley. I just want to be right when this is all said and done. So Mike <laughs> Conley is the pick. <laughs> I mean, he's definitely making the team. Like, he's definitely making the team. There's no way. He's an injury replacement. I don't even know what the who, – who, is it the head coach of the Western Conference? Is it Quinn Snyder? It's a good. I think it goes by the voting. Uh, I think it goes by, like, who was next <sighs> in the voting. Why is this all so complicated, Sam? Yeah. It doesn't have know. to be. Um, if if I had to rank to them, I would go Shea thirteen, DeRozan fourteen, Booker mm-hmm. fifteen. Um, wow, probably Mike Conley sixteen. I think. And then where do you have Christian Aaron Wood seventeen? Twenty <laughs> five. I don't know. Okay, um, fair enough. Fair below enough. Jamal Murray probably. <laughs> okay. 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 That is that was this a show. Is it. This, that was good, good stuff. Good multiple back-to-back episodes. I mean, Dieter, have you watched anything on TV that you're excited about over the course of the last little while? I started Ozark. That's good. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. It's good. I, it's good. Yeah. yeah. It's like I, I've seen I've seen three other shows and seen uh, clearly that Jason Baton saw, and then they just ripped it off. But like, I liked those shows, so that's good. Um, trying to think. Not really. No, you know what? I watched The Unicorn. Which is kind of like a crappy CBS sitcom. Yeah, it's the Walton Goggins one, right? Yeah. You know what? Not bad. Not bad. Anything the Walton Goggins is in deserves respect, is my take. God bless that man. God bless him. So that's a good show. We love we yeah. love Goggins. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. What about you? Um, TV show wise, not as much. We watched The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. Um, oh, I've never even heard of that. It's on Netflix. It's like a true crime thing. It was bad. It was really bad. Oh, okay, so I won't watch that. Um, like laugh out loud, bad at times, but also oh. like disappointing because like spoiler alert. Um, no, I you won't say that. It. Never mind. Um, okay. People get frustrated when I do that. Uh, don't watch it, though. It's bad. Um, <laughs> it was bad. What do you want me to say? Like, shit was fucking I don't bad. know. I'm, just, I just, I'm, fi- I'm finding the... Uh, I, I, I don't find the fact that it was bad funny. I found the fact that you had to fight with your demons to give away, you know, not spoil, or was, was funny. Just funny. I thought, it was, it was, disc- I, I thought it was, like, infuriatingly bad, I would say. Um, like disappointing for a number of reasons uh movie wise i, I yeah. will throw this out there i i was stuck okay. by how good this movie was have you watched greenland yet with gerard butler no i haven't so it's this movie where it's like an end of the world movie um i was stunned it was like i was expecting it to be pretty bad it was good it's like actually good hmm. um, it's on the list now yeah it's what's it on it's on Amazon Prime here. I don't know what it is over there. Oh, um, yeah. Under, under world ways. Yeah. We watched um, 
freaky on Friday with Vince Vaughn and Catherine Newton, where like body switch serial killer movie. Hmm. Basically, oh, Vince Vaughn yeah, yeah, yeah. acting like a yeah. teenage girl movie. I, I heard that was good. What'd you think? Yeah, it was pretty fun. It was fun. Um, One Night in Miami, uh, the movie by Regina King. Yeah. That was really good. Um, St. Maude was a good horror movie. And we've talked about Judas and the Black Messiah on this podcast. If you've not watched Judas and the Black Messiah yet, holy shit, watch it, dude. It was... Literally safe. It's safe for tonight. Yeah. I think it's the best movie I've seen this year. I I believe it, man. Everybody, Everybody I know who has seen it was just like totally blown away. And it wasn't kind of that like this is a culturally important movie. And so I have to say this sort of praise. It was like a, Oh my God, that's a, that's a film sort of a thing. Anytime someone refers to it as a film t- to my face or in text message, you know, it's a good movie because it's <laughs> a whole different standard of film. Okay. Dieter. <laughs> my brain is breaking. You're, you're exacerbated. I'm sorry. I do this to people. You want me to my, tell the people um, where they can find me? Tell the people where they can find your work. Okay. Uh, at Dieter on Twitter. I tweet it all out. You can see where I work there. It's a bunch of different places. He works for four different companies, I believe. Something like that. Yeah. Works with. I, yeah. don't, I don't know what the fuck you want to say. Yeah. Go no, find it's, yeah. 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 I got, I got, I got, uh, as, as Wu-Tang Financial once said, diversify your bonds. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dieter is, also does radio. <laughs> if you're in the Bay Area, go listen to Dieter on the radio when he's on. Please do. That'd be great. This has been the Game Theory Podcast. Please remember, rate, review, subscribe. Do everything you can to support the show. I think that we're just going to call it there. We'll be back later this week with Matt Penny talking NBA draft. But until next time, we'll talk soon. Bye.